Hi, my name is Nick Thompson and I run holisticvet.co.uk. We're based near Bath in England. I'm Dr. Brendan Clark. I'm based at Towerwood Vets in West Yorkshire. And my name's Dr. Connor Brady, the non-vet of the gang from dogsparts.ie. And together we are what would you say? It's got a bit of ginge. I, I can so. see a bit of ginge in there. Yeah. I'm thinking a sight hound of some oh, sort, yeah. maybe. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, sight hound. I'm going to go. Look at that beautiful eye. Beautiful. How very topical. And it's even brown in colour. It's even kind of that carotene orange. kind of colour. Yeah, <laughs> orange. is perfect. Perfect for tonight. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing Always. wrong with that. That's not good. Yeah, yeah. I get a bit of orange in my beard. Brian, do you get any red in your beard at all? You I'm don't... beyond that now. Have you not oh. guessed? <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> Uh, I'm into my sage Salt yes. and pepper <laughs> yeah, Salt and pepper right. bread <laughs> uh, you know, Cheers here already. Um, I don't know why But I feel like it's going to be a busy night I don't know why that is um, I love these vitamin and mineral conversations it, Because it forces you down a little hole That um, you know You just kind of say You know what I want to learn more about this And so um, These sort of topics uh, To Get me reading anyway, certainly get the juices flowing. So I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Mm-hmm. We are Raw Pet Medics. You will find us on uh, Facebook, of course. That's where you listen to us now. YouTube, anywhere you get your podcast. And if you are listening on podcast, do give us a rating. We appreciate that a lot. Uh, we are also on patreon.com forward slash Raw Pet Medics, where we do a bit on the side at the end of every show for 15, 20 minutes. And uh, we really appreciate that. Price of a cup of tea or coffee gets you entry to that um, each month. And if you can afford it, absolutely great. If you can't, no problem. We're going to be here anyway. We love doing this. Um, guys, who wants to start off tonight? Who wants to uh, tell us a little bit about vitamin A? What's the, what's uh, what the about a little bit of history? I've just read a tiny bit of history. Uh, Go for it. Um, so uh, it came along. It was discovered as a factor in 1912-1913 uh, by a guy called Hopkins. And he got the Nobel Prize for it in 1929, which is great, that recognition. And it was the first one that was the, the first vitamin that was found, hence A, going down B, C, D, E, F, G. And uh-huh. not even G. Um, but, you know, I mean, vitamin F, they talk about fiber as vitamin F. But that's a, that's a whole other uh, kettle of fish, methinks. So this this historical precedent, and that's great that they found these things because they were able to then say these foods are high in them and they prevent, you know, deficiency disease in humans, what have you. But the, the downside of that is that it began that scientification, if that's a word, is that a word? Mm. It, became the sci- it became the scientific. Food was no longer food. It was nutrition. And it was, it was oh, it does that food contain vitamin A and, 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 and what have you. So there is some, some very good things because we understood more about what makes us tick but at the same time it meant that food became sciencey and unless you had a phd or something like this you didn't really know much about, yeah. about nutrition yeah. you see whereas if you ask your granny she'd say yeah you've got to eat a bit of liver and you've got to eat your greens and you've got to you know and, and what have you because you can say your granny 
you know, and I'm talking back in the 1850s, she knew a lot about what food would make you healthy. So, two, you know, step forward and step back there, but uh, all very interesting. And then they had a big, big rush and they discovered vitamin B and, and you know, all of these things. And, uh, and then penicillin came along in the, in the 30s as an antibiotic, not a vitamin, but you know what I'm saying. It was a big scientific push uh, to, to, to move forward with this stuff. So there's a little bit of background. Um, does that, has anybody found anything definitive and definite in the whole vitamin A space? Because most of what I read is that the safe upper limit, we don't know what the safe upper limit is. We don't know what a minimum dose is, although if you have zero or below about 3,000 international units, you're probably not going to do very well. Did you find anything very definite in this space? Bren? Uh, I found a couple of bits about, you know, for you're trying to supplement or you're trying to achieve in the total diet. And this is the issue because not just about the supplement you're going to give, it's about what's already included in the food. So a couple of things, about 110 international units per kilo of body weight is um, the, the sort of ideal sort of total quantity that you want to be consuming. According uh, to that who? There is... For humans. That was actually for dogs. No, that's for dogs. That was taken okay. from uh, veterinary text. Uh, the um, other parts were that there is this thing about chronic exposure versus acute, and there's a total difference. So you can cope with massive amounts in the very short term, uh, relatively speaking, like up to 200, sorry, up to 50 times or um, per pound, wasn't it? That was so between 50 and 100 times that standard dose can be consumed without toxic effects as long as it's a one off. However, if you're going to take it over the long term, that could be days, weeks, months, years, then you know the smaller and smaller dose can become more and more toxic because it's a fat soluble vitamin uh, that's stored up in the liver and uh, other tissues around the body. What I, what I found, which was really, really interesting, is that dogs are much more tolerant at much higher levels, and they can excrete vitamin A in the urine, which I guess <clears throat> helps them if they're eating like piles and piles of liver. But then you think a cat is an obligate carnivore, not a facultative carnivore, as is a dog. And so how do you, how do you interpret that one, guys, that, that cats have got a, a less, lesser... Uh, upper and lower limit, but than dogs, even though we're not quite sure what they are, we just know that cats are more sensitive to vitamin A liver, for example. How do you how do you square that one? Does this does this come down to that toxicity on the kidneys um, of you know the antifreeze stuff and what happens with that? And it actually there is a form, and there is a form of. Um, vitamin A, because you've got the retinol alcohol form and the aldehyde form. Retinol. Uh, retinol, mm -hmm. yeah. That's um, there. I don't know. Uh, could be that. I'm not sure. I'm just so interested when it's a fat-soluble vitamin, you'd think the detox thing to do is to try and get you to excrete as much in your bile and through your feces as much as possible mm. if you're trying well, maybe... to detox them. Maybe cats aren't, uh, well, they aren't the whole prey eaters that dogs would be. 
maybe that's the case. I mean, cats seem to be quite selective when they're eating prey. They seem to take the best bits. They seem to leave bits behind. Mm. Dogs don't leave much behind when they're eating a rat or a rabbit. Uh, they will take everything they can. Perhaps they eat more organ meat. Perhaps it's a it's a it's a sim- symptomatic of what they eat. You know, they eat a they eat the liver, they eat the head, and they eat the eyes. Mm. You know, so you've, that's your vitamin A sinks. And so um, maybe it's just the way they eat. You know, maybe the cats just go for slightly different pieces. And there's also tolerance, isn't there? Because you you talk about some of the other meat eating uh, predators out there. So the seals, the walruses, the polar yeah. bears. You know, yeah. they're renowned for being able to tolerate and store in their liver the excess vitamin A. Yeah. So, that is one, that know, is one a lot more uh, very, very definite thing that I found. Please don't feed your dogs on polar bear liver. Polar bear liver. Yeah. <laughs> in rocket fuel. It's like a battery. Uh, so vitamin, <laughs> vitamin A is, it's fat soluble. Okay. So it's stored in the fat. Okay. So that means we can store vitamin A and, and the liver can store vitamin A. It's why liver is a great source of vitamin A and why raw fed dogs are never going to suffer a vitamin A deficiency unless it's linked to some sort of d- disease that uh, I don't quite understand. So it's a fat soluble vitamin, which means you don't run out of it too easy. Um, and so this, this um, you know, you store some vitamins and your body learns to store the vitamins it really needs. Um, and so this comes into the question. Uh, people measure bloods to get the, um, their, their kind of vitamin levels and they measure the blood. But sure, vitamin A and D and copper and selenium, they're stashed all around the body, bones and liver and manganese, etc. So the blood is kind of, as another vet was explaining to me recently, I'm passing off her information as my own here to try to look smart. But they said that the bloods are like a, it's just a right on point what's happening at your body at the moment. But your body is keeping that in a kind of relative, within two kind of control, um, highs and lows. It's keeping it at a, at a uh, what's the word, just at an average. Uh, when actually, by the time you start to, uh, detecting a vitamin A deficiency in your blood, you're in big trouble then. Because it's like your body isn't drawing any more from the vitamin A reserves. Uh, and it, it does, is that not a bigger issue? How do you measure... Uh, how would you recommend, sorry for putting you on the spot, but how would you recommend you measure uh, the, the, these fat-soluble vitamins A and D? Is blood a good measurement, or is there other ways of measuring these things in dogs? From my reading, you can, in the lab, if you've got an enormous lab <clears throat> and good funding, you can actually measure the, some of the retinols and the retinals and, and other esters within the blood. But... If, you, if, if I've looked, I've looked on, on, on veterinary laboratories and things like that, I can't see that it's a very readily available uh, test. Brian, have you ever tested for... So D, D3, yes, definitely. Yes. I do test mm. D3 level. But, yeah. but A... Uh, vitamin A, a uh, no, it's no, but, not. <clears throat> because um, we did, we did have a question. Although, Somebody said, I've just done a bit of test for vitamin A. I think it was vitamin A. But... Um, and, and she said it, this, it was three times over the standard level. And, and she was very, very concerned that we should, we should express that, that people should be careful with giving liver and milk and, and what have you. And I'm thinking, I'd really like to see those results. Because if it was three times the minimum, it's probably well within that kind of 10 yeah. times the, the levels. I've got a, a quote from the NRC here saying in 1987, the NRC proposed a presumed maximal safe level for the number of species, including dogs, of 10 times the requirement. 
So I can I can do I can do better than that, Nick. Here's the Afco 2006. Okay, Ooh. per kilogram of dry food, yeah. vitamin A minimum five thousand international units, mm-hmm. whatever that is in milligram. Five thousand international units mm-hmm. of vitamin A per kilogram of dry food. The maximum quarter of a million international units of kilograms. Wow, uh, a quarter of a million per kilogram of dry food. Fifty times higher than their RDA. So now the Af- Afco has a has a history of using pigs and stuff for iron and copper and all sorts of things. So you can't trust a, a, a thing out of this. And the maximum studies are done on one or two tiny little studies of some poor dogs with yeah. terrible doses of synthetic vitamin A. Because vitamin A is a complicated thing. It's got, as with vitamin E, it's got, as you said, retinol, retinal, retinal esters. The stuff that people know about in food uh, um, is, uh, is um, carotenoids. People hear about carotenoids in fruit and veg and oils. And dogs can convert the carotenoids to vitamin A. They're pretty good at it. They're a bit. Yeah. But, but cats, cats so can't I'm, do it at all. I'm posting a paper, actually, on that. There was a great paper written. Uh, I think I shared it with you guys. Um, yeah. Because there is some debate as to the levels of different species being able to convert those carotenoids mm. oh, yeah. into vitamin A. Okay. So definitely very low in cats. Mm-hmm. Actually. Many people have assumed that dogs would be okay because they've classed them as omnivores. Um, and then, Ooh. but the paper was a very interesting. Uh, so have a little look at that. Oh, uh, that's going to be posted and shared with you guys um, at the end of today, so you all can have a little read and see what you think. So is that in a yeah. nutshell? If if you're a if you're an, uh, a carnivore, you can't convert it very well. If you're a facultative carnivore you can convert it a bit but if you're an omnivore like a human then you can convert it quite well no problem and what about yeah. what about cattle and 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 horses i imagine they can convert it like whippy snip hey. yeah whippity, like whippity snip you took the words right out of my mouth <laughs> nick we just don't use that word enough whippity <laughs> snip um, and it's 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 interesting that the the before you know it, Connor, sorry, Connor. Yeah. Before you know it, you're going to start saying cheapers. 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 That's a great word. Oh, teach the kids to use it. They're starting to learn my language and it's, uh, it's not working out for grandma. She was appalled. Um, so uh, Holly, Holly just said, bloody hell, something went wrong. She's five. And grandma's like, she can't say that. And I'm like, bloody hell, what's wrong with that? Um, anyway. So uh, yeah, like, so the carnivores have it easy because the preformed vitamin A is sitting in your meat and your liver and it's ready to go. In fact, you know, it does call into um, something I've been thinking about recently, how little blood cats and dogs get. Can you think about what an elixir blood is? It has everything just ready to go for the animal and it's killed. And you've got the Maasai Mara, the, the, the healthiest people on the planet, drinking huge amounts of, of blood. I mean, it's a brilliant food. And yet the animals are bled by the time they're fed you. So the meat looks bloody, more red than it is bloody because there's obviously huge amounts of blood mm. in an animal. So uh, I often think that. Uh, anyway, so um, a lot of that's myoglobin that dissolves yeah, well, in the fluids. It's yeah. not blood. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Still though, I mean, all your everything you need is coursing through. I, I, I want to start drinking blood. I think it's going to be good for me. Um, you can actually buy it, it comes, on Amazon. If you if you look, you can buy liquid blood no. on Amazon. Yeah, I, you I, can. I had a, a an iron deficient patient, and so I was looking for. Blood products like you know, like um, dog, uh, no, no, uh, black pudding for dogs. You've got to be careful how you yeah. say that, as opposed to 
black pudding made from dog blood. Yeah, dog I don't think pudding. it would sell very <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah. So, but you can actually buy, mm, I don't know, it's probably porcine blood. So that's maybe something to, to think about if, you, if you're wanting to increase yeah. nutrients and iron and magnesium and all that. Yeah, I hate to, hate to do a bit of self-promotion here, but I do have a product coming out soon in about maybe two or three weeks, and it's going to have blood in it, guys, Ooh. first time. Um, so, um, look, uh, I found some interesting bits here. Um, we just mentioned retinol and retinal. It's quite obvious this retinal, where that word came from. Uh, and so it's, it's really, really important for the eyes and for vision. Um, so retinal, uh, you can get the retina, and it's good for the cornea and all sorts of oh, functions in it's, the eye. It's called retinal because it's an aldehyde, and it's so. I, is that yeah. is that not is the reti, is the reti bit not the eye bit? Ret, uh, no ret, Well, you've got retinoids. Uh, you know that whole that whole group. Ah, yeah. I thought it was because it works on the retinal. No, I so don't it made think sense. So. No, because I, I, oh. I saw something the other day. They said. Retinal, retinal and retinal <laughs> sounds very similar. Don't get them confused. Retinal oh. is because it's an aldehyde retinoid. Without getting too, geeky. I think they uh, no. I think they named the retinal bit of the eye first, and then they found out about this bit. They found it in an eye, and then they and went called it retinoids. Yep, there yeah. could be something in that. Yeah, I'll give you that. Surely, yeah, 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 yeah. it's just two. The words are identical. Anyway, I, this was a lead into something. So um, we know that vitamin A is very good for the eyes and macular degeneration and studies show that the higher, the more of this stuff you get into you, the, the significantly less you suffer these sorts of issues later on in life and it can actually help with them when you're suffering them. So vitamin A is really, really important. But did you know why uh, they started saying, um, actually, I'm just going to tell you, but I can't get the question right. Hang on. I can tell you. Um, I can tell you. You're going, You're going to talk, to talk about, about radar in the Second World yes, War. Yes, I am. Well, don't say radar. Don't say that. Any other word you could have said, and you just said the punchline. So, yeah. So, tell the story. Tell the story. Car- Go on, tell I, the story. I can't. I can't tell this. I can't get the story of it. Now all I can say is the end of it. Uh, I think, okay, so when the, when the British were uh, working on radar, and they nearly had it, they were so terrified that the Germans were going to find out that they had it. Because they were shooting down so many of the planes for a little while that they thought they'd give the game away. This is when Churchill had to let them bomb. Was it Birmingham that, they, that he had Coventry. destroyed? Uh, that was a Coventry. Yeah. And um, so imagine that for a decision. Jesus. That's just... Anyway, um, so uh, they wanted, they sold loads of silly stories and nonsense stories and built fake armies and fake tanks and all sorts of cool stuff to, to lead them astray. But one of the stories they started saying was that the RAF lads uh, were eating huge amounts of carrots, and carrots contain vitamin A. It's very good for their eyesight, and that's the secret to the RAF's success in shooting down uh, so many German planes for a while. And so it became a kind of a thing that, you know, did you ever see a rabbit with glasses, and, ra- and carrots are just the best source of vitamin A ever? Obviously, it's not the best source of vitamin A. I mean, liver and dairy and all are. But I just thought that was such a... Is there more to the story than that, Nick? I feel like no, you I have think, more, but I that's think all that's I it. have. And forevermore, when yeah. I was a kid, they used to say, eat your carrots, they're good for your eyes. And that's yeah. the derivation of it because of this. Yeah. It was misinformation during the Second yeah. World War, which is yeah, yeah. the first Brilliant. casualty of, of war is truth. Oh, yeah. What a movie. So um, I've got to apologize to one of our German viewers who's just said, I'm German. Should I be closing my ears? Uh, <laughs> no, it was us. That's, Sorry, that's, Martina. <laughs> It was us who was being yeah. uh, economic with the naughty. truth, actually. Yeah, being naughty, yeah, yeah. Fake, fake information or whatever, fake news. Um, 
So yeah, have you got any more guys? I just I have a little bit here that I'm kind of holding back and I'm going to uh, I'm going to let it go in a minute. But uh, well, have you, I mean, there, there was one little thing about um, zinc and the increased uptake with vitamin A um, if you get the zinc right, and actually also making sure there's too many foods which are adding zinc sulfate to fortify the zinc levels instead of using some of the gluconate and indeed any of the um, other amino acid um, combinations with zinc uh, as the salt. So it's actually, you know, really, if you go out there and you're looking at zinc supplements or indeed manganese or magnesium, um, you know, all of those, you actually start to look at some of the organic salts of those, indeed, even some of the amino acid salts. You can also get some of those minerals in better uptake, and that will actually improve your vitamin uptake alongside them. Or you, can, or you can eat food like liver, which is high, <laughs> which is high in in iron and zinc and A and, and D, <laughs> and is super cheap and is super yeah. good for you. I would suggest. I like that. this. Uh, that I like be... this tip here by by Karen Reed in the feed. Karen Reed in the feed. Talking about carrot seed. Hey! Um, so Karen, who is big into zoo pharma, because it works so well on her boy Newton, um, she says, wild carrot seed oil is so often self-selected by dogs with eye issues. It was self-selected by Newton when he started to lose his sight. Later on in life, it repairs at a cellular level and it's great for eyes. No doubt about that. Isn't that interesting? Um, I'm a big believer in that. And uh, he definitely went bananas for that carrot seed oil. So that's interesting. So uh, uh, Connor's got some interesting stuff about vitamin A and measles and things like that. I'm going to segue into that by saying that if you are, if you, when I say you, your dog, same thing. If you're vitamin A deficient, your mucous membranes get a bit dry and mm, they don't work as well. Uh, you can get dry skin, you can get hyperkeratosis, you can get kind of lots of flaking and things like this because the, the vitamin A as a, Fat soluble vitamin can actually penetrate into the cells and change the expression of those the, 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 the germinal cells in the skin. So it's very, very clever stuff. And if you have dry mucous membrane, these kind of things, it means that viruses can penetrate you into you much more easily. And this is this is a, a, a phenomenon that we see in certain parts of the world. Honor. Oh, yes. Nice one, Nicholas. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so vitamin A deficiency is not very common in the West. And so by the West, you say in the kind of slightly richer countries, we eat more dairy than meat. And we have that. That's quite a luxury item in uh, some more developing countries. And so vitamin A deficiency is quite common. And it's a top killer of humans. Very top killer. So I'm going to talk about that in a second. But just to take one step back, uh, we were talking about vision a lot for vitamin A, but vitamin A is um, really important for so many different things, as is every vitamin and every mineral, if you Google enough. But, uh, you know, it's really important for vision, skin health, reproductive health. It plays a role in sperm and egg development. Critical for placental health, fetal tissue development and maintenance, fetal growth. Um, uh, and so it's just really important that you get enough vitamin A. So vitamin A deficiency, it's a big thing. Now, I'll just give you... Five minutes, guys, and I'll get through this, and I'll be very careful. If anybody is offended by me mentioning the uh, COVID and uh, at one point uh, vaccinations, no, here we but, go. Um, you're on your I'll, own. Okay, God, I don't want to see. 
That's an opera. We're going image there. Yeah, I'm going to get a cup of tea. I'm reading this. Yeah, have a nap. Have a nap like you did during my last talk, Nick. Yeah. Tell everybody. I always do, I mate. You just, just, just as soon as you open your mouth. I'm tired. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if the folks are, but whatever the last thing we were at, I can't remember what it was. Just before I got up on stage to talk for an hour, Nick goes, mate, I'm just going to nip off for a sleep and I'll come back. It's like, you didn't do that when Bren was going up, but no, you come, and you tell me before I get up on stage. I was seeding. Anyway, um, don't go for tea. If the camera goes back on, that chair is empty, Nick, I'm going to be angry. Okay. I cut this, this is a little, little segment, little, uh, little rant. It's been a while. Okay, um, this is a quote. So a lot of these are quotes from studies. Unless you know when they are to get me out of trouble, this is a quote from a study. Vitamin A supplementation reduces child mortality. Worldwide, between 100 and 140 million children between the ages of 6 and 59 months uh, have vitamin A deficiency, which contributes both to blindness and to poor immune function, which in turn increases the severity of diarrhea and measles, some of the top killers. Every year, 1.2 to 3 million children die from the effects of vitamin A deficiency. Okay, so that's UNICEF. 1.2 to 3 million children die a year from a lack of vitamin A. And you think, bloody hell, this day and age, they need a bit of vitamin A. So at a minimum, 100 million children suffer vitamin A deficiency, and between 1 to 3% of them will die. To address vitamin A deficiency, the best approach is a mega dose of vitamin A capsules. It's 200,000 international units. It's administered twice yearly to preschool children. You don't have to do it that often because your body stores it, tells you how long you can go. The cost to produce a capsule ranges from two cents to four cents per capsule, but this is only about five percent of the cost because to get it into their mouth, you need a whole lot of logistics and stuff that I poorly understand. But to cut a long story short, two or three studies reveal that it costs uh, up to about maybe sixty cents in today's money. It was about forty-five cents in two thousand and four. It's about 60 cents in today's money to do this, okay? So a more recent study of seven wealthier countries studies was $1. So it's $1 to do this per year per child. So 100 million children at $1, it would cost $100 million to improve the health of 100 million kids and save the lives of 1 to 3 million children a year. $100 million. That's what it would cost to save 1 to 3 million children in developing countries, okay? $100 million. Dollars. So you can see where I'm going with this. Dose their mums too during pregnancy because of the importance of vitamin A deficiency in fetal growth. And again during lactation to improve fetal development maintenance. Now you're looking at $200 million to greatly benefit these people and reduce you know, uh, the amount of child death. Huge. Okay, let's give that figure some context. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. See you later, Patreon. Strap in. Uh, no, nothing. Nothing to. Nothing to. Uh, the West is after spending sixteen trillion dollars on COVID in three years. Sixteen trillion dollars has been spent, and largely by the West. Let's face it. Sixteen trillion dollars. Just give you an idea what a trillion is, guys. You know what a million is? One and six north. and a billion is a thousand millions. And a trillion is a thousand billions. So it's a hundred thousand million, 17 of them. Okay, that's how much we just spent on COVID. Now, let's just talk about how many, let's just get, break down the figures here. If you believe the COVID death figures, uh, around 7 million people, whatever figure you want to pick, uh, which of course includes people that died with COVID and you know, the fact that they denied a lot of treatment to folk, they didn't do anything, even vitamin D or anti inflammatories or anti virals, that was foreboding for some reason. And the disastrous effects around Desivere and, and uh, 
disastrous move of moving the COVID sick into nursing homes initially when we were panicking and all these other things affected lockdowns and inappropriate use of ventilators, does lamps gambling, not to mention very steep spikes in excess deaths since the vaccine campaign. But 7, 000, 7 million people, if you were to look at that figure and divide it by two, realistically, a lady from the CDC said it's probably about 30% of the figures that are being quoted. But anyway, um, all these are references available later if you need them. So being cautious, if we divide the you know, stated number of deaths and uh, um, we divide it by two even, okay, don't forget the vast majority of these deaths were more than 80 years of age with more than four comorbidities. Okay, so these are very old, quite sick people. Okay, the, the vast majority of these, these poor people that died of COVID. 3.5, that's 3.5 million older, very sick Westerners. Okay, uh, spent $16 trillion on that effort. Um, saved the lives of one to three million poor kids, $100 million. Put in those kids 160,000 times less valuable than the effort we just made for COVID. Quite a, quite a statement. I know. That was probably Bren. Sorry, Bren. You're not going to like that. That was me. <laughs> that was you. Yeah. So that's what we spend to protect the other end of the, you know, we're talking about children here, which is the opposite end of the spectrum. You know, women and kids first. Okay. Just to finish up, UNICEF. Not quite finished. Almost there. Uh, UNICEF. The impact of vitamin A supplementation on reducing child mortality is comparable to any single immunization against a childhood disease. Long known as a cause of blindness, vitamin A deficiency has increasingly been recognized over the past decade as significantly heightening children's risk of dying from the most common diseases of measles and diarrhea. A review of the randomized controlled uh, trials investigating the use of vitamin A to prevent measles death found there was a 64% reduction in the risk of mortality in children who were given two megadoses of vitamin A, as they were doing above, compared to placebo. And that figure jumps to 81% if you use the new water-based uh, vitamin A supplements twice a year, as they were doing above, for a dollar. 81% reduction in measles deaths. Do we do it? No. Instead, the focus is purely on vaccination. So just one more cost-benefit analysis of that, and then we're done. Sorry, lads. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> no, who said that? Um, oh, sorry. This is... <laughs> Can you still hear me? <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dick. Uh, no, I can't really improve on that. But uh, anyway, look, to cut a long story short, uh, about 20 years ago, the figure was about $3 per child to, to vaccinate, and now it's $4 to $5 uh, to, to, to vaccinate for measles. You know, $1 for vitamin A that covers an awful lot of diseases and blindness and reduces diarrhea, which is the top killer of kids, and, uh, you know, um, the measles, 81% reduction, all that kind of stuff for a dollar, four to five dollars for the measles um, vaccine. Okay. In 2011, the World Health Organization, annual budget of six billion, for marketing, let's face it, uh, African region, they adopted a target of eliminating measles by 2020. The WHO, eliminate measles by 2020, you know, you know, two weeks in lockdown, we'll, have, we'll be rid of COVID and just take these uh, 17 boosters and you'll be sorted. So, Good old who, who, who denied the vaccine patents to developing countries, remember. Nigeria received the most amount of doses. The target was to vaccinate 95% of the population. They did exactly that. They got, in the main state, studied 95.9% vaccine covered, 951 in another state. So they did very well in Nigeria. How well did they do on the measles front? Despite significant progress, this is UNICEF in reducing measles burden and mortality. The disease is still common in many parts of the region. In 2020, only 13 out of 47 countries had measles under control instance of less than one case per million. So despite this, Nigeria's experienced repeated outbreaks of measles 
Uh, 35 of the 35 of the 36 states in the federal capital experienced at least one measles outbreak last year. Let's assume all those measles vaccinations were safe and effective. Little rant finished. I just thought I'd uh, get that out. How amazing vitamin A would be if we spent $200 million protecting 100 million kids. Yeah, I think it's a really good example of if there's money in it, then the big pharmaceutical companies are all over it. If there's no money in it, they don't care, which I think, and I'm really cynical about this and I apologise, but I think they don't care about health. I think they care about giving their dividends to their shareholders. That is the prime thing, is to have a successful business. I've been doing a lot of reading and and, and podcasts about this recently. Um, But I think we're all on that on that on that page uh more or less yeah. uh between yeah. the, between the three of us yes 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 mm. um okay so let's just go to for, for the real basics from the esoteric and 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 frighteningly horrible and cynical to the the the, the, the more simple so people are saying how much vitamin a does my dog need can we just go over that as far as I'm concerned, if you're feeding a good raw diet and you're feeding some liver on a regular basis, what does that mean? At least twice a week, three times a week, four times a week, you're going to be absolutely great to go because you really, really need to go to town on liver in dogs, feeding liver in dogs in order to get an excess of vitamin A. Yeah, so Remember, they can pee, yeah. pee it out up to about 65%. So vitamin A is... Probably not a problem unless you go insane and you feed nothing but polar bear liver for two years, okay? Or, you know, really high vitamin A liver for years and years and years and years and years. However, if you are on a subclinical or you're not feeding enough liver, ah, because I don't know, you like, don't like the feel of it in your fingers or the dog doesn't like it or something like that. If you're a bit low on vitamin A, then you can get all these problems, problems with viruses, problems with the immune system, problems with cancer. It is correlated with reducing cancer through the genetic effects and through improving immunity and... Uh, the great antioxidant. It's a great and antioxidant. It's a massive well. antioxidant. Huge. Yeah. And the thing to remember, there are other concurrent diseases. So anything that increases fibrosis, uh, especially of things like the pancreas, which reduces the normal digestive processes, can interrupt with that fat uptake and therefore also the vitamin A uptake. So there are a couple of concurrent diseases to be aware of that could mean you need to supplement. Um, But other than that, I absolutely agree with you, Nick. You know, the majority of raw foods that, you know, all of you guys are going to be feeding out there should be more than adequate in vitamin A levels. Yeah. Um, but if you are getting certain symptoms, I think we should just reel off the various diseases uh, that we would think of being associated with uh, vitamin A deficiency. Because we did say we've only mentioned a couple, and I think we should really go back over those just so that everybody's clear. Um, you know, we've talked about dry eyes. Uh, we've talked about um, issues with degeneration of the retina, so loss of night vision. Uh, so night blindness. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about the scleral um, sort of cream cheese materials that plaques that can occur. We've um, they can even get um, 
submandibular swelling uh, around the lymph nodes as well. Uh, looks like mumps um, in, in humans uh, can occur in, in animals. A uh, couple of other things, uh, bone weakness. So, you know, just, you know, just um, uh, fractures that occur for no apparent reason. Um, if that's occurring, you know, it's certainly something to be considering, um, uh, especially if they, if you look at the diet and there's, there's other issues going on there. Um, hyperkeratosis. So this is one of the, the things that we use vitamin A for and zinc um, uh, and E alongside that sometimes. Um, but it's if you're getting hyperkeratosis of the skin, so that's folliculitis and, and increased scurf and skin scales. Uh, coming up through the coat, uh, you know, think about that could be improved with improved levels of vitamin A. Um, anything else, guys? Come on, I've gone through a lot there. I'm wondering whether uh, there's anything cancer, else. Cancer, cancer. Remember cancer. Uh, you know, yeah. if, if if your dog gets a diagnosis of cancer, it's unlikely that it it's because it's low, your dog is low in A. But I think it's worth thinking: Am I feeding enough uh, high A? foods either cod liver oil be careful about that and it's got to be sustainable and it's got to be low mercury and what have you am i feeding enough liver am i feeding enough organ am i feeding enough fish oils am i feeding enough greens and what have you i think that these these are just signs the way to make dogs healthy and to prevent as much as one can is to be a variety of real whole foods as well grown as you possibly uh can get a hold of okay these one of the going um, back to the basics one Can't of it. the one of the uh, um deficiencies of vitamin a the reason it can come about even if your dog is raw fed actually in in liver the cut the vitamin a content of liver give or take in 100 grams of it of liver you're talking sixteen thousand eight hundred international units of vitamin a seventeen thousand international units per 100 grams of liver so in a kilo of raw dog food and there's always liver in complete raw dog food they never forget that one okay sometimes they can't get the kidney in or the whatever but they always get liver in so it's always in there and people raw feeders wouldn't like to see a complete raw food without liver in so you're always getting about five percent liver in your raw dog food give or take so 50 grams of liver is uh is eight thousand international units of vitamin a okay your dog needs five thousand in that kilogram of dry food, but it's, it's, it's raw, so it's going to change that a little bit. But in other words, if you've got liver in there, your dog can't be deficient, but some things can lead to deficiency, and uh, things that upset the gut and absorption can be an issue. And I was just having a look at what else can cause a vitamin A deficiency in a dog, and uh, pancreatic insufficiency can cause it. But then they said Giardia. Giardia was second from the top of the list, so I had to do it with Google, and I went to Scholar. And... Uh, they said, yeah, chronic intestinal infection with Giardia, which is so common, in, certainly in your gut sick dogs, uh, can lead to malabsorption featuring a selective deficiency yeah. in vitamin A. So it's quite back interesting. That fibrosis and building up. I mean, humans, they talk about cystic fibrosis being one of the issues that can cause vitamin A deficiencies uh, as well. So you watch out for those in, in cystic fibrosis cases. So anything that could cause chronic inflammation and therefore fibrosis and poor uptake would be responsible there for any of the vitamin supplement um deficiencies yeah but i think okay. we, we we're running low on time we've got to think about just for these guys a little bit about excesses what to watch out for uh, at the other end of the scale because i desperately want to talk about the people that have been using cod liver oil for arthritis cases for years 
Um, so uh, are we okay to get, move on? Can we move on to the Patreon? Yeah, move it to Bit in the Side. Yeah. There's two questions there hang, hanging over us there. So is there enough in 80 10 tens? There, yes. If it contains liver, 5% liver, you, you cannot be deficient in vitamin A. Even stall-fed liver cattle are going to have vitamin A. So um, it's uh, absolutely, it's fine. Another question there was, so can they get anything from carrots? Probably not a lot. Yeah. Cats, cats almost? Yeah. Not, probably not. Dogs, maybe a little, although we're a little bit unsure and Brent's got a bit of evidence to show us later on. Yeah, and that's been posted on Facebook as we speak. So we have to have a look at that. Anyway, guys, mm. yeah, we need guys. to jump over to Patreon because I, need, love I that. need to shoot. Okay. Okay. Very good. <laughs> All right, thanks very much, everyone. I love that. Yeah. I love these vitamin ones. The vitamin ones are great. What are we, okay, so what are we doing next week? Oh, I don't know. We'll just look at the list and <laughs> pick, 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 the, pick the most interesting one during, during the week, as we normally do. But, uh, oh, my yeah, word. No, yeah, it no just rushes yet. up on us so fast. We, yeah. we have a diary somewhere that says all of the subjects that we should be talking about. Yeah. But the next we not three, have four months. Guest? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, do we not have a guest next week? Uh, no, because we had Ellie last year, last week, didn't we? That was oh, yeah. our August guest. Oh, yeah. Oh, indeed. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so, we'll see. We we'll, oh, we'll we'll be fine. We just like to give the impression that we're doing this on the hoof. Nothing could be further than the We have a whole team of people behind us here. <laughs> yeah. Got to spend yeah. the money the, somewhere. The, the two and the four-year-old <laughs> don't count. <laughs> Did you hear her screaming on the bed there? Oh, she's a brute. She's two and a half now. She's just kicking off. She's just, Daddy, you're yucky. <laughs> to tell her It'll stand to her later in life, but at the moment, ooh, you know, hard to manage. Anyway, okay, guys, that was great. We'll see you over on yeah. the Patreon. Don't forget, if you want to sign up for our talks in uh, December, December the yeah. 2nd, look yeah. at the Eventbrite. Thanks, Karen and Fiona, for pushing us and organizing us a little bit better we'll yeah. be putting that to the top so anybody wants tickets please be sure to book through that site that'd be great Fantastic. uh and for everyone else if you want to join us over on patreon in about an hour we'll give you the what to look out for for excesses how long it takes to get things back to normal and right and when we should be looking at that so cool. see you over on the other side um surely so bit on the side Good luck. on the side. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>